A lot of times, entrepreneurs, especially creative entrepreneurs, they start their businesses as a creative outlet. Whether they've started creating content as an outlet or they've started creating a product as an outlet. However, as they get further and further in the business space, it quickly loses that outlet part within the everyday management of running a business. What was once a way to relax and decompress often quickly becomes the source of stress and overwhelm, leading right back to the need to discover a new creative outlet. This week, I'm joined on the podcast by Siobhan Jones. Siobhan is a creative mentor who helps successful women to unlock their creative gifts for soul restoration and life transformation. Siobhan mentors women to find time for their creative outlet, whether that be a hobby for therapeutic purposes or if you just want to impact the world. Siobhan also hosts the Unlocked Creative Podcast. Today, we're chatting all about creative outlets, including how to find one that isn't your business, and also how to make time for your creative outlet now that you're running a business. You're listening to episode 75 of the Chasing Simple Podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. I hope this episode helps you find a little extra magic in your day-to-day. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling... You aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Build a course, they said. Create passive income streams, they said. Get rich and never work, they said. What they forgot to say? Those one-to-many income streams are great, but without an engaged audience that's ready to throw their money at you, being able to say goodbye to the rat race is almost impossible. And the most budget-friendly way to build that engaged audience? Well, it's content marketing. Only content marketing is anything but simple. You've got lots of questions like, how are you supposed to know what to say and when? Who has the time to create the content? And what actually works for building that relationship with you and your audience? If you're a course creator, future course creator, or creative educator with questions like these, I've got something just for you. Chasing Simple, The Summit. Come join us from October 11th through the 15th, where more than 20 experts will share how course creators can use content marketing to build an engaged audience, and thus your bottom line. All you have to do to grab your free ticket to educational content that will help you build an engaged audience is head to amandawarfield.com forward slash summit. Again, you can grab your one-way ticket to a more engaged audience and higher course sales by heading to amandawarfield.com 
forward slash summit. Hey, Siobhan, it is such an honor and I'm just so pumped to have you on today. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to connect with you. I'm really excited to connect with you too. And I know that this is going to be a really great conversation. I'm so excited because this is something that I have been exploring myself here lately, but I'm certainly no expert. So I'm really excited to have you on to talk about this. But before we dive into that, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a creative mentor and I began my journey actually not as a creative mentor, but what I do now is I help successful women to find and unlock their creative outlet for soul restoration and life transformation. Because I feel like this part of our lives is something that we leave to the bottom of our list. I'm also the host of the Unlocked Creative Podcast and I'm a writer and I have a little bit of a soft spot for cats as well. (laughs) That's good because Padme may definitely make an appearance. She's in here in the office with me, so highly likely she'll make an appearance since we're we're chatting. If I'm talking, she thinks she needs to talk, so. (laughs) (laughs) Just like my cats. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never had a loud cat before her, but she's she's loud. (laughs) So why don't you tell us a little bit about how it is that you ended up helping other women learn how to embrace the creative outlets? Mm. So for me, I basically, I didn't write for over a decade. And Sorry, I just want to jump in. To clarify, writing is your creative outlet? Or yes. Of- I, so I am a writer and it took me a really long time to be able to say that because what I thought I would do would be, you know, to go to university, get my degree in communications. I wasn't 100% sure about where that would take me. And I ended up being doing a little bit of radio production, that sort of thing through university. But I had doors closed to me in news and I didn't really want to be working as a journalist per se. So what I ended up doing was actually pursuing a career in the public service as a communications professional. Now, I thought at the time, this sounds like a great idea. You know, it's a secure, kind of mostly secure role. And I thought, you know, I would just be creative in my career. But what ended up happening over time is that I stopped creating for the fun of it. I stopped writing for the fun of it. And that was because I was putting all of this energy into my career, into my everyday I would get home, I would feel exhausted, and yet I still had this longing to create, this drive to write. And I know, I know there are so many other women who have experienced the same thing, who are probably listening to this, experiencing a similar thing, that they feel like they've lost that part of themselves, but they know that perhaps it's really about finding and uncovering that creative spirit that they have within so I'm all about helping people to find that because it's possible I've done it even when you think that it's disappeared part of that for me was this really long process of trying to work out well if this career isn't actually right for me what is and why am I here and what am I doing and my husband likes to call it a midlife crisis but I decide to call it a transformation because that is basically what's happened for me is I 
moved from this place of feeling so stuck and just not knowing what to do and knowing that I wasn't going to get what I felt that I needed from my soul, from my career, because we spent so much of our time in our work. And I struggled with when the meaning wasn't there anymore, where was it? And I had a lot of reflection that I had to do for myself. So I actually saw an organisational psychologist and worked through things like, you know, what are my inner personal values? Because, you know, at 30 at that time, I hadn't even worked that out yet. So I thought, wow, this is a really useful tool. So I used that and I thought, well, part of the reason why I'm not feeling like my career is the path for me is because it doesn't actually align with my values you know then it was like well what what on earth do I do next with you know I've, I've spent a decade in this career I've established myself as this professional communication person it became part of who I was or who I thought that I was so yeah there was a long messy period of trying to work out what was next and part of that interestingly that happened at the same time was that I rediscovered my writing and my creative practice and that just happened organically as part of being open to what's next. That's so interesting. I know you said that you had been writing before and then you went through that dark spell. What was it that finally made it click for you that you needed to get back into writing? Yeah, this is really fascinating. So I actually had a a couple of things. I had my amazing best friend forever from high school move to where I live now, which is in Canberra in Australia. And she had won an award for having her illustrations be published in a children's picture book. And it was her dream. So she would talk about it and she's a very humble person. It was probably an honour that I was listening to her speaking about it because she's very humble. I saw that she had this dream for herself. She'd held on to that as this kind of, you know, really important part of her life that drove her to take action. She didn't stop no matter what happened. And she had day jobs. She did all these things, but she stayed super focused on her dream and she got there. And so for me, it was like, this is a testament to following your dream and that it actually can be done. So she was 100% inspiration for me. I then thought, well, what do I do? I have to think about, you know, that time that I spent with her. And part of it for for us, you know, we used to joke in high school about, oh, you know, I could do, I could write the words in a, in a picture book and you could do the drawings. And I thought, oh, I, this is random, you know, like I haven't thought about this for over a decade. Yeah, because I didn't allow myself to. Part of this values exercise that I did, I realised that up until that point in my life, I basically based all of my actions on feeling like I needed to achieve something, feeling like I needed to prove my worth. And that was a huge, huge turning point for me in opening up to possibility and going, well, hey, this is, sure, this is the way that I have lived my life before. I now have the awareness to be able to open up to the dreams that I used to have and actually the dream that I still have, which is it's not necessarily to be published. It's actually just to write 
and feel alive within myself and feel like I'm expressing my ideas, even if nobody reads it. I love that. This idea that your, your creative outlet doesn't have to be something that has goals attached to it. It doesn't have to be. And in fact, maybe it shouldn't be something Mm. that has a goal attached to it. It should just be the goal of feeding your soul and feeding. Honestly, for me, I know that when I dive into my creative outlets, it feeds the rest of my life. And I'm a better business owner when I am diving into my creative outlet, which I know we can get into more in a minute, but I just, I I thought that was so fascinating. And I think that that right there is a really important point that I want everyone to hear. Again, your creative outlet is important because it's not goal oriented. And I know that for those of us that are business owners, we are very achievement focused because why would you start a business if you're not, you know, it's a lot of work for someone who's not super goal oriented. So you mentioned earlier that this was a a transformative process for you. What Mm -hmm. changed for you after you embraced writing again? Oh, so actually a couple of things. I mean, a lot. I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said it can actually, creativity and reconnecting with it can move across your whole life. There's this really interesting analogy that I heard, which was about, how your relationship to creativity is akin to your relationship to your spirituality. So I know for me I was definitely ignoring the spiritual part of my life as well. So that was that was something that was unexpected. This whole journey has been unexpected, <laughs> but that's the fun of it. And, you know, it, it actually mirrors the creative process in that, like you said, there's we don't know what the the end point is going to be and we have to take the steps in faith to get there. So for me, I don't have that same sense that I need to know what the outcome is going to be. And I think that is, that has a really strong correlation with me growing in my faith as well. So, you know, and I'm not for people who maybe don't have a spiritual practice. I guess my only word of warning to you is that by reconnecting to your creativity, these parts of yourself are going to come up and be there for you. So for me, I guess the decision that I made was that I am I would write again, even if it wasn't perfect. And I knew it wouldn't be. I knew it, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't. And that was okay. You know, it was just about knowing that I would start again. I think the biggest part, the biggest decision was I decided that I was no longer going to hide. And the reason I don't want to hide, and I don't mean, you know, being visible on Instagram or, I don't know, advertising myself kind of thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just not that kind of person. But it was about I wanted to contribute to the world. So how do I do that? How I needed to do that was actually just to stop hiding and to stop trying to prove myself because you know, moving into business, yes, it can be, it's very outcome focused and achievement focused, but it's all about serving your client. And that was this amazing missing piece for me about how I fell into creating my own business was, oh, here's this sense of contribution that I haven't really experienced from anything else that I, that I'm doing right now, even through my creativity. So I don't know whether that resonates with anybody, but I feel like 
in order to fully contribute, we need to get out of our own way. And for me, it was about reconnecting to who I who I am as a person and not to who I thought that I needed to be. So how exactly would you define a creative outlet? Because I feel like that's something that that's a good place for us to start before we move into the practical. How do you define what a creative outlet is? Firstly, creativity is there are so many definitions of creativity and we're all creative. Basically, we're all creative. Neuroscientists have shown that creativity is actually an innate process in our brain. We actually have this genetic makeup of ours, which is creative. The first thing that I think people get blocked on when they think about starting a creative outlet is, oh, I'm, I'm not creative. And so you are, you just are. And then, and then the next step is, well, okay, that's great. I'm creative. What do I do with that? Where do I start? You know, what is a creative outlet? Well, for me, you know, I mentioned I'm a writer. I'm also a podcaster. I, you know, colour in with my daughter. I tell stories with my daughter. I, you know, that there are just so many choices that we have on hand at the moment. And I don't think, I think it's important not to be prescriptive at this stage where you're opening up to your creativity and to realise that creativity is just a process of talking from the brain perspective. Your brain looks at something and goes, oh, that's interesting and new. It's novel. And then the other side of your brain says, "Mm, I'm going to choose to do something with this and then connects an idea to something else. And then you create something that is creativity. So whether you're creating a poem or you are making a cake or you are, I don't know, skipping down the street. (laughs) However you've put those ideas together for yourself, you know, for me, I actually see running as part of my creativity because it gives me the space that I need to create, to generate ideas. So I think creative outlet, don't be prescriptive. I think start with whatever lights you up. That's where you need to start. And and that can be so many different things. Like I've mentioned, it can be exercise. Go for it. That is great energy generation for your body and for your mind. And then see what happens after that as well. I love that. Giving yourself the space for new ideas. Amazing. Totally hit the nail on the head. I know that personally, when I was first starting this journey of finding creativity within my life, one, I definitely bought into the, I'm not a creative person because I'm not artistic necessarily. I'm not someone who paints or draws nor do I really feel pulled towards those things. And so that that idea of, well, I'm not artistic, so I'm not creative was definitely a huge block that I had. And then I decided, okay, well, maybe I'll get a bunch of coloring books and that'll be my thing. And so I did get some coloring books and I enjoy coloring. It's fine. But over time, I came to realize that the, the creative outlet that lit me up the most and that gave me the most space for new ideas was actually playing The Sims. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, super nerdy. It's a computer game that's a life simulator, but you get to 
not only you can build houses and decorate the houses, which is a huge part of it for me, but also you get to essentially write stories in your mind of these lives that you're creating, which that sounds super weird. It's definitely a a one thing where I like control, but that game is my creative outlet because I can do all of these different creative processes and it gives me, I always have my best ideas while I'm playing The Sims. It's very weird, but that's that's the game that gave me space. But until I reframed how I felt about what creativity meant, I never considered it a creative outlet. Mm. Yeah, so, and I love that so much because, you know, a lot of people would think, would think about a lot of things as not being creative as such. But like I said, it's it's really, creativity is a process. It's not a gene. It's not, it's not something that some people have and others don't. It's something we can access at any time and in a way where, like you said, you get those ideas that are just coming to you and you feel lit up and there are all these emotional benefits to creativity. Creativity is great for business. It's a, it's a great thing to have in your life. I would say and necessary even necessary yes 100% and you know I probably learned that the hard way by ignoring it because there's this amazing book by Chase Jarvis called Creative Calling and he talks about how not creating and keeping that kind of creative energy almost bottled up can actually be a dangerous thing because it's like well where does that go you know so that's something to think about. But certainly in terms of creative outlets, my, just as an example, you know, my husband teaches science, technology, engineering and mathematics and he creates these spreadsheets and data visualisation and it's like that's 100% creative. I love it. And it, I think that that all, it really is so encompassed by the definition you gave earlier of what a creative outlet is. Mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of times in this online business space, women are starting these businesses as a creative outlet, whether they've started an Etsy shop because the t-shirts they make are their creative outlet or the planner stickers they make are their creative outlet. Whatever it is, a lot of times we get into business because it's our creative outlet and then people see what we're doing and they love it too and everything snowballs. But then as things snowball, it becomes more job than creative outlet. So what suggestions do you have for entrepreneurs that would help them find an outlet that isn't their business? I love this question because I think I would actually start with number one, what is going on in your life as a whole? Because I think it's really important to look at not just the business part of why you might be feeling that way. because as we know, COVID happened and it's still happening. But, you know, there are other situations in life that are happening that are affecting how you see your business and how you see your creativity. I would really start with questioning if it's that that spark that was there is no longer there or if it's just that you're not spending the time on that part of the business that lit you up. So, you know, because I think the way that we feel about the things that we enjoy in life is so affected by situation and interpretation of those things. So I start there. And then if you think, okay, it's definitely, it's the business itself, 
then the time has definitely come to find a new outlet. And so I do have some tips to offer about both of these situations. I guess for the first problem where you're not spending the time that you want to on in your business that sparks you up, if you've identified that that thing still really excites you, it's just that you're not getting to it, I would really think about what that thing is and how that makes you feel as a first step. Know why that part is really important to you. And then is this thing still fun? And then look at what are the other activities that you're doing and how can you delegate, delete or decrease the other things that are taking you away from the part that you that still lights you up. Okay, so that's to do with where you think that it still actually does light you up, it's just you're not getting to it. Then the hardest part is probably realising that it doesn't actually light you up. So this is number two, which is this, the second scenario, which is where you're going to find your creative outlet. So the first thing that you need to do, which is the hardest part, is to just let go of the business as your creative outlet for now and it might happen again in the future. So don't kind of discount it, but just let that rest. The second step is to get really open and quiet. So this is about... This is probably making people twitch a little bit right now being outcome oriented, but it's really important to go somewhere and just reflect for five minutes by yourself. Get quiet and think about this. As a child, what did you love to do without feeling like you needed praise just for the fun of it? And try that thing again. Nobody has to know what it was except for you, whether it be, I don't know, acting like Aladdin from. Aladdin (laughs) or the genie, whether it's, you know, writing poetry or just singing, whatever that thing was, just really connect and remember. And then it's just to let go of the perfect. So remembering why you want to do this thing and how you want to feel. So just it's just about having fun and it's not about anybody seeing you do it. It's about you and you setting the time aside to connect with your creative outlet. The final step in that I would suggest is just trying the thing for no more than two minutes. And the reason I say that is because for me, it probably took six months before I was actually able to put pen to paper from the thought of, yes, I really want to pursue this and I was taking in all this inspiration. So be really kind to yourself and know that it it can take time and set those two minutes aside and do those two minutes for yourself. And if you really can't remember what you did as a child, what I would suggest doing is starting where you are. And that is most of us will have a pen and a notepad or a journal or even a keyboard. So what I'd like you to do is look around and really soak up your surroundings. What can you smell? What can you see? What can you feel? What was the last thing somebody said to you? And just be in the moment, write the first thing that comes to mind or draw just start there and nobody has to see that. So they're my tips for just getting started on a new creative outlet. It's going to be messy. It's going to be uncertain and you'll probably have a little bit of fun along the way. I love the two minute rule. Anyone, we can do anything for two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So you shared a lot of really great tips and advice throughout this episode, but what I love to do is to make sure that all the listeners have one really practical action step that they can take away 
for the next week as they go about thinking about your episode and starting to make progress on finding their creative outlet and leaning into it. So what's one action step that you would give to all the listeners for this week? Yeah, I think it would be starting with the two minutes. So that was really powerful. It's something that you can fit in in any of your days. You know, we brush our teeth probably in less than two minutes or just up to two minutes. So why not tack it on to after when you're brushing your teeth every day this week or even just one day this week? You know, take the two minutes for yourself. You owe yourself two minutes. I love that. And I love habit stacking. So it's great. Now, what would be one book that you would recommend that everyone go read? And it can be related to this or not, just whatever. Yeah. So one of the amazing books that I have come across and I kind of stumbled across it is a book called The 3am Epiphany and it's by Brian Kitely. And I'd never seen it in bookstores, so I ordered it online. But what it is is a book with writing prompts and you can take it out any time of day, whether you're inspired in the middle of the night or whether it's just part of your creative practice in the morning or your practice in the morning doesn't have to be a creative practice. And you can just open it and flick to any page and start there. I love it. Awesome. Siobhan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about finding your creative outlet and being able to really lean into whatever it is and the importance of having a creative outlet. Where can everyone find you if they want more of you? Uh, Thank you so much for having me on the show. I absolutely love your podcast and you can find me at unlocked underscore creative on Instagram Probably the best way to get in touch is actually just emailing me at hello at theunlockedcreative.com because I reply to all my emails. So it's just been an absolute pleasure being here with you. Oh, thank you. All right, friends, if y'all want more, I will have all of her links in the show notes. So be sure to go check those out and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.